Howdy, howdy, y'all, and welcome to the cast. We got a live one for you today. Gonna start where we often like to start, which is with President-elect Donald Trump. Uh, you know, there's a lot of concern that those in the mainstream and other medias are perhaps obsessively focused, maybe too obsessively focused on Donald Trump. But it's hard, folks. You know, part of it is, well, he's just so gosh darn exciting. And look, you know, I like to think of myself as the the perfect voice for Trumpian times. You know, conspiracy theories based on gut-feeling facts, or as I like to call them, real facts, is just my basic oof, and it's a lot of what our uh, soon-to-be president is doing out there on the streets. And folks, Trump has caught a bit of flack for aggressively touting conspiracy theories as facts. You know, for example, uh, suggesting that Hillary Clinton murdered Vince Foster, who obviously committed suicide, suggesting that Scalia was murdered on that Texas compound instead of dying peacefully in his sleep. And that that last one's especially tough pill to swallow. Look, I do not believe in the conspiracy theory that Antonin Scalia was murdered in his sleep by somebody putting a pillow over his face. I don't believe in that conspiracy theory largely because I believe in the fucking fact that I personally murdered Antonin Scalia. Hit the horns. That's right, folks. In order for something to be a theory, it can't be a fact. And the fucking fact is that I, Jack Nicholson, at the end of Cuckoo's Nested, fucking Antonin Scalia. Do I regret it? Do I regret the fact that we now have an essentially deadlocked Supreme Court that's unable to rule on important matters, including the most recent case on contraception coverage in Obamacare? No. No, I don't care. If our founding fathers wanted the system to function, they would have installed checks and balances to ensure that one group of loud voices couldn't hold our entire system hostage. And if there's one thing I've learned from the success of the musical Hamilton, it's that one loud group of fanatics can hold America hostage. And that's right. That's a Hamilton joke in June of 2016. You're fucking welcome. We're keeping things topical here on the cast. And no, I haven't seen Hamilton. Thank you for asking. But if you or anyone you know wants to get me tickets to Hamilton, I will happily accept them and I will spend an entire cast rubbing it in all of your faces that I got to see Hamilton. It's the American dream. And if you're wondering why I did it, well, there's a great history of accruing power by orchestrating violence against people who disagree with you politically. Kim Jong-il, Stalin, our Trumpissimo, Ohio State football coach Woody Hayes, they got it. They understood the way that the world works. And I'm stirring up the pot here, taking action. I'm not just posting on Facebook or sitting quietly in my New York City apartment railing against the world filled with conspiracy theories. I'm taking action, like murdering public officials, something that maybe you guys should begin to consider. So yeah, 
That's why Cuckoo's nested fucking Scalia. Speaking of Trumpy Samo, there's a lot of speculation about who will be chosen as his vice presidential candidate. Uh, if I were him, I would strongly suggest some sort of corrupt general in the military, uh, someone with very little scruples who isn't afraid to prey on people's fears. I don't know who that is. I, I do, however, have an idea for a backup, and that's noted venture capitalist, tech titan, and First Amendment interpreter, Peter Thiel. Now, for those of you who don't know, Peter Thiel was one of the founders of PayPal. He was one of the earliest investors in Facebook. He's a noted billionaire. He's famous for his very interesting ideology. He's a Trump supporter. He's very anti-college. Like Trump, he's a highly educated man with Ivy League degrees who would love to sabotage our higher education system while still profiting from its effects as an institution. And the reason he's in the news is he has now famously uh, secretly bankrolled Hulk Hogan and several other lawsuits against the Gawker News Media outlet, which Hulk Hogan famously won for $140 million, which might destroy the Gawker Media empire. Uh, additionally, the reason that this all started is, you know, several years ago, Gawker posted a blog post that essentially outed Teal as uh, gay. Look, I'm not here to defend Gawker, and I'm not here to comment on the ongoing legal situations with Hogan and others. That would involve facts, and frankly, I'm not interested in that. And to be honest, Teal's a complicated person, someone whose book Zero to One I actually found extraordinarily compelling, and somebody whose contributions to society are complicated and interesting. But what's important here is that with Trump and Teal, you have business intellectuals and anti-intellectuals on the same side when it comes to journalistic freedom and the First Amendment. And that, I think, is powerful. And look, few things are as important to me as First Amendment rights. Largely, because nothing would be better for the cast than underground status. Is it so hard to imagine this beautiful world where Trump is our president, Teal is VP, Hulk Hogan as HUD secretary? Obviously, he can't be secretary of defense because of his close ties to Sergeant Slaughter and the fact that he would probably know more about the machinations of foreign policy than the sitting president. Plus, we'd get the army of red hats going around trying to police the internet and free thought across the country. The idea is positively riveting. And folks, this is my promise to you. We will do the cast no matter what. We'll do it pirate radio style, like we basically already are, if we have to. The end game here is to have some stylized feature film produced about the cast. You know, one of those slick ones that gets a lot of repeat plays on HBO, maybe starring Zac Efron. It's kind of predictable and kind of trash, but you're obsessed with it whenever it comes on and you find you can't turn it off. That's the kind of movie that I want made about the cast, and I will stand up in the face of repression and red hats to do that for you. To do that for all of us. Unironic non-sequitur, if the sun is shining right now, and you're not outside listening to the new Chance the Rapper mixtape, 
you're out here fucking up. Now, before we sign off, I want to give a special cast shout-out to Houston, Texas's Nihar Janga, who made the news recently for being co-champion at the National Spelling Bee. Now, if you haven't come across any video of Nihar basically stunting on fools, uh, I highly suggest it. Um, he's the most dynamic public figure we've had, frankly, since Trumpissimo. But he did something really important that I want all of you to think about and think about incorporating into your everyday lives. Uh, when he was declared champion, he threw up the X with his arms in a, an act of, of pure joy and, dare I say, defiance against the haters. Folks, this is a top-class move. I've been throwing up the X in moments of victory and defiance for years. That time I beat a speeding ticket in court, threw up an X at the judge. That time I was caught attending an elementary school graduation over at PS6 with no reason at all for me to be there and no connection to the institution, hell yeah I threw up the X as they were escorting me out the door. Because the truth is, folks, while I try not to dwell on it, the haters are out there. There's haters in all of your lives, probably. Unless you're Melkis, in which case you are the hater. I got you, Melkis. So if you take one thing away from the cast today, it's this. Murder your political opponents. But if you take two things away from the cast, the second thing should be murder those haters. Throw up the X. And with that, usual friendly reminder, tell all your friends, subscribe, leave five-star reviews, retweet this shit, Tell your haters. I don't care. I just want the listens. Anyway, Godspeed, enjoy, and throw up that X.